0: What's up, everyone? I'm just jumping into the beginning of this podcast to let you know that I just set up the amazon.com portal at everydaydetox.org. So if you visit us first before making an amazon.com purchase, and you click the link on the right-hand side to take you to Amazon, any purchase that you make, Amazon will support this podcast. So whatever it is, related, unrelated, maybe you're buying books that we mentioned in the podcast. Maybe you're getting fermentation supplies. Maybe you're getting kettlebells. But whatever you're getting, Support this podcast. Visit us first. Click through our portal. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, let's jump right into this podcast now. Okay. Hello. Here we are again. Welcome to another podcast. Where are we? We're at podcast number 18. And uh, it is uh, just the end of January 2016. Snowstorm Jonas just passed New York City, dumped 26 inches. Uh, it was epic. It was beautiful. And uh, I had a lot of time to spend indoors. And I was listening to a lot of podcasts, and I was reminded that there was a podcast that I wanted to do for a long time, and that was this one here. So uh, there's no guest today. It's just me. It's just you and me. This is what you signed up for. So here we are. Uh, Let's see. A little bit of business. If you want to support these podcasts, please go to everydaydetox.org, sign up for the newsletter to find out when they air, and to find out the latest happenings. I don't ever send newsletters. You guys know that. So the good thing is I'm not congesting your inbox with nonsense and bullshit and we don't market all sorts of health products and things to you um, that are of no value. So I'm only going to let you know when something important is happening. So uh, sign up for the newsletter there. While you're over there, I've created an ebook on lacto-fermented vegetables and how to make them at home on the cheap. Uh, your gut will thank you if you go grab a copy and we will thank you for supporting this podcast because the more eBooks that we sell, the more podcasts that I can make. So, um, go to, go over to everydaydetox.org and please grab an eBook, sign up for the newsletter. Let's see what else is happening. We have, uh, Vitality, the new space. Uh, the new space is delayed by many, many months now because, uh, we had a little bit of a real estate challenge that put us behind schedule four to five months and uh, a build, long story short, a building misrepresented the space and it wasn't exactly what we needed. But we were negotiating construction details uh, and, and, um, and language in a lease that was very tricky for uh, a good three to four months. Uh, so that was happening. And then we found out at the signing with certified checks and notarized signatures and everything ready to go that the space was not actually what we needed and we couldn't do what we needed to do there. And it was a big disappointment. But anyway, we move forward, so uh, hopefully we'll be open in the spring, but that's what's happening with Vitality. Uh, real estate troubles in, in, uh, in New York City, so, uh, but we'll get through them. So um, that's happening there. Podcast news. We have Bex coming back. I think she's coming next week. We're going to be doing some podcasts. We're going to be making some videos for her channel, so that should be fun. Uh, I have not actually hung out with her for a long time, so that's going to be great. Last time I saw Bex, I think, was Soul Camp. So um, anyway, it'll be a good time. Gil Jacobs is coming back. I think, if I can get him. I see him all the time because I'm working out of his space right now, Uh, but schedules uh, don't always allow us to uh, set these things up and do it. So I don't know if I'm going to be going to him. I don't know if he's going to be coming over here. We're going to see, but uh, Gil Jacobs is going to come back on, and we're going to riff on some current events in the raw food cleansing world and and see what's up, and hopefully you guys will like that. Uh, So anyway, here we are, you and I, listening to me rant this afternoon and uh, so here's what was happening. I was, uh, was listening to a lot of podcasts, and I've actually wanted to make this for a long time because I've, I've heard some things said on very popular podcasts that I enjoy, that I'm a fan of, uh, that have nothing to do with cleansing or, uh, or detox work or nutrition, uh, but these topics had come up on these podcasts, and some things were said that got me thinking that I should make this one, uh, the latest one. Uh, was I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast this past weekend uh during the snowstorm, and he had the filmmakers from cowspiracy uh on his on his podcast and if you don 't know what cowspiracy is, cowspiracy is a film that shows the connection between uh greenhouse gases and environmental destruction and cattle farming even grass fed uh, free range cattle farming so uh, it's uh, and they targeted their uh, their inquiries uh, of this documentary at a lot of the major environmental organizations that are trying to fight global warming and uh, trying to raise awareness around these things and are focusing primarily on uh, cars and and things like that when the truth is a majority of what's Destroying rainforest and emitting a lot of greenhouse gases is cattle farming and animal agriculture. So uh, they did a great job with the documentary, and Joe had them on his podcast. Interesting thing, and I've never seen him do this on a podcast. When he introduced it, see, I usually skip over a lot of the ads because, especially if you're a fan of a podcast, and I'm a huge fan of the Joe Rogan podcast, so I've I've heard a lot of the ads. Uh, you know, a lot of the people that, that um, sponsor his podcast. So, he, you know, mo- the way the format works is most podcasters will do what I do. I talk about our website, and I say, please buy an ebook. But uh, other podcasts that have more sponsors, they will go through all their commercials, basically, and they'll talk about uh, these different companies that are supporting their podcast. So I usually skip through that. For some reason, I, di- I didn't skip through it this time. And the first things that Joe said were was interesting. He said, um, said something to the effect of... Uh, you know he had them the the guys from cowspiracy on and he enjoyed talking to them, and they really kind of hit it off and he was vibing with them uh, but somebody from the meat and dairy industry i don't know if they were lawyers i don't know who exactly reached out to him, but i don't I don't know I oh because he does it live that's probably why I was hearing a recording and maybe he recorded the uh the intro afterwards, but um somehow they knew what the podcast was about and they complained in some way to him so he basically prefaced it and he said well apparently some of their facts or not were off now I don't know if their facts are off or not uh I don't know if they goofed up a fact or two or three uh but I do remember them saying in the podcast which is interesting that they uh when they knew they were getting picked up by Netflix and when the film started getting more exposure uh they really like triple checked all their information. So uh, I don't know if the fa- if a couple of the facts are wrong or right or you know, I don't know what that drama is, but it's interesting that Joe mentioned that and he also mentioned he just kind of very quickly said, and you know, I didn't have um an opposing point of view on, but uh but anyway, here we are with the podcast. I enjoyed hanging out with these guys. And the podcast was great. But I thought it was really interesting that he prefaced it with that because um It's not like a debate format or something like that. It's Joe Rogan's podcast. It's his freedom of speech, and it's just he has guests on. They say whatever they want to say. He says what he wants to say back. We all listen to it, and everybody's happy, and we enjoy it, and that's the way that it works. I don't understand what this um, idea of needing an opposing viewpoint is. I mean, I listen to stuff on his podcast, on other podcasts, where people are talking things nutritionally that I don't agree with or I think are wrong or that are controversial but uh, there's never any um, demand that that person that's giving the interview or creating the content need to have an opposing view on it. I mean, there might be some behind the scenes uh, discussion about that or stuff in forums or whatever, but uh, it's not a requirement. So uh, I don't know why Joe was sort of uh, not really apologizing for it, but I don't even know why he gave it any notice. I mean, that's not the format of his show. It's not a debate. I don't know why he gave it any attention at all. Probably because he was afraid of getting sued. I mean, they sued Oprah. I don't know if anybody remembers when uh, Howard Lyman was on uh, an, uh, an episode of Oprah. Man, maybe it was like 10 years ago. And they really, they, they they took her around. I mean, she. I remember she she had to film her show, I think in Texas. I think it was in Texas. She had to film the program in Texas because she had court dates that she had to appear in Texas because she was taken to court. And I believe it was because not only the whole show, but she said... Uh, she said something to the effect of, uh, I am never eating another hamburger again. And they took her to court over that. That is insane to me that that actually happens. It's her freedom of speech. She could not eat what she wants. She could say she's not going to eat what she wants. She could say she's not going to eat it and eat it anyway. Whatever. We're making noises with our food holes. What does it matter? How can somebody do that? Just because Oprah's successful that, uh, and she has a lot of reach, uh, she has to be taken to court over something like that? Anyway, it's insane. Joe probably had similar concerns. It's amazing that they reached out to him just for talking about something like that. I mean, I understand it hurts their industry, but um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, so those of you that don't know who Joe Rogan is, I, I always assume a lot of people do. Um, I think more men than women do because his podcast is a little more focused on... Uh, it, well, it's not. A, it, it's focused on a lot of things, but there's a lot of like MMA stuff in there because he's an MMA commentator. Uh, Joe Rogan's a comedian. He's an MMA commentator. He's a television show host. He used to host that show Fear Factor. That's what I always remembered him from, from that show Fear Factor. And uh, that show, if you don't know what that show was, that show... Oh, what was that? I think it was on in the 90s, right? It may have still been even going on in the 2000s. I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't owned the television for a long time. So... That show, there was always, you had, there were, it, basically the premise was there were people and there was like a competition and they were having to do, they were having to get over fears or do things that, you know, can cause fear. So uh, one would be something that was like, quote unquote, dangerous or at least scary. Like it might be having something to do with heights, like bungee jumping or something like that. And then there was always a gross element. And the gross element, uh, it could be like, I remember if people had to like lay in a in a big cage of bugs and like these big cockroaches would crawl on them and things like that. Uh, then I remember it got grosser and grosser and grosser where they would have to like drink things and do things. And from what I understand, the thing that really just kind of killed that show was they did an episode and I think there were twins on it. It was like twins competing with each other. I have to, I have to go back and look at this, but this is so insane. So these twins were competing with each other. I don't remember what the challenges were. I don't remember like what the scary stuff was or the, you know, what the, the physical challenges were. But then they, there was a thing where they had to guzzle, like chug down, and I think there was a clock on it, they had to do it quickly, um, donkey urine and donkey semen, and it was like a lot, it was like a big glass of, of this stuff, and there were these guys and girls chugging that shit down, and it's just fucking crazy. Anyway, uh, I think they pushed it too far, and that's how that show got killed, and um yeah, so <laughs> fear factor. But anyway, that was a long time ago. So he's a comedian, UFC commentator, and he has this epic and amazing podcast that I'm a huge fan of. So uh, I was listening to, um, I was listening to this podcast and uh, the one with the the conspiracy people on. And Joe was uh, one of the one of the um, one of the documentary filmmakers made a comment about eating a plant-based diet, eating lots of vegetables, and sort of going through a cleansing process and, like, shitting his brains out. And he's like, well, you know, when all that, like, stuff is, like, phew, just flushing out of your body and you're feeling amazing because you're not eating meat anymore. Uh, there was a conversation going on like that. And Joe was surprised. And he said, whoa, 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 hold on a second. He said, uh, that's a myth. Like, we don't hold uh, pounds of waste in our intestine. We're not all caked up inside. That's a myth. If that were the case, we would, a- we would all be dead. We would actually die. So he said something uh, to that effect, and I thought, Oh man, I thought joe doesn 't know uh, about this stuff; he still thinks it 's a myth, and uh, now, with the power of the internet, we actually know it 's not a myth, and we know that people do hold waste inside their bodies as a colonic therapist i 've known this for fifteen years because I would see these things, but in the early days of colonic therapy, we would you know we would see them, and then we would the, the books that we had to learn from were like these weird old, obscure, wacky health food books, and you would see these sort of uh, You would see these charts of um, like sketches of impact what impacted fecal material looked like and things like that. And you would see this and it kind of looked, it looked fake. It looked like someone's imagination. It just like somebody, somebody made it up. So it wasn't very strong evidence for someone that had never heard of things like this. Uh, But we would see it. You can see people coming in for treatments and some of them would have shelf gut, especially the high protein eating bodybuilders. Uh, and, uh, and then people that would just eat a really crummy diet, they would have it, and then through the work of introducing raw foods and doing multiple colonics, we would see all sorts of um, really old, nasty stuff come through people uh, over the years. So uh, we knew this to be true, but then I was introduced in 2007 or 2008, uh, I was introduced to the work of Dr. Hiromi Shinya. Dr. Hiromi Shinya, uh, he's a, um, a medical doctor. He wrote a book called The Enzyme Factor, uh, he also wrote a book called uh, The Microbe Factor about probiotics, and he's basically dedicated his whole career to gut health. But the amazing thing about Dr. Shinya is that he invented the colonoscope, and the colonoscope is the instrument that they use to look up your backside to see what's going on up there. And now they actually have all sorts of attachments to it where they could do surgeries, and uh, and there's little water hoses, and they, they, they clean areas, and they could do all sorts of things now just by going up the backside. Before he invented this, and I, don't, I think he invented it in the in the 70s, 80s, I don't know, I'm goofing that part up, but uh, before he invented this, they used to cut the abdomen open, and they used to have to pull the, pull the large intestine out, open it up, look around, do whatever they had to do, and then they'd have to close you all back up again, so it was very traumatic surgery. Now they just give you a mild, mild anesthesia it's probably not the most comfortable thing in the world but they look up the backside and uh now they can see what's happening colonoscopy so he invented that that whole process is is uh attributed to him and so i you know i read his books and a cool thing that happened with youtube is somebody actually posted a uh they posted i don't know if it was his office but uh people have posted his colonoscopy footage, and there's a, there was a little uh, narration done by somebody at his office, and it's amazing video because it shows us the intestinal conditions of certain people and the related diseases to these intestinal conditions based on their diet. Absolutely amazing. Something for like a colon therapist or a health-minded person to nerd out on, even though it's kind of gross, uh, because it really shows the direct correlation between what we eat, how it affects our bodies, and what diseases occur from it. Absolutely amazing. So, uh, so Dr. Shinya's video uh, appeared, and I've wanted. I used to have a, a channel called Your Guide to Detox, and we had this video on that channel. Uh, but I wanted to uh, to show it to you guys. So uh, I'm probably going to make a video short, and uh, we'll do the. I'll do a short version. So if people don't want to listen to me rant for 55 minutes just to see it, but if you're if you're listening to the podcast, you're not going to see this video. You'll just hear the audio. Uh, but you can go and check out the, uh, the video version of this podcast, or you can check out the video short, and uh, and you can see it there. The, the funny thing about this video is that the woman that narrates it, I don't know if she's a fellow doctor, I don't know if she's a nurse, I don't know if she's one of the receptionists, she's one of the team over there, and uh, she narrates it, she's got to be from Staten Island, Maybe Long Island, possibly Queens, but I'm I'm gonna put my money on Staten Island because her accent is worse than mine, so uh, she's got a very heavy New York accent. Um, so yeah, so I wanted to show you guys this video, and uh, oh, one thing we need to keep in mind: the images that we're about to see in this uh, in this video shows the residue of waste after the person drank a very powerful saline laxative and has taken the biggest shit of their life. So we're not, um, so on a regular day, they're holding on to much more waste than that. They're holding on to a lot of gases and pressure. So the fact that anything even remains behind after taking one of those laxatives is incredible. So, um, that's not what their colon actually looks like. Their colon is actually much more full and much more caked up because they don't drink powerful laxatives like that every day. So anyway, let's take a look at this video and then, uh, uh, you know, and come correct. Don't be eating your lunch or something like that when you watch this. But this is very eye-opening, very enlightening. Uh, let's have a look right now. In
1: 1968, Doctor Shinya successfully developed the technique of colonoscopy in order to visualize the entire rectum and colon. The following year, in 1969, he devised a sneer cautery device and was the first to perform colonic polypectomy through the colonoscope. He has performed approximately 300,000 colonoscopic examinations and has noted that there appears to be a strong connection between intestinal appearance and lifestyle-related diseases. This is a 45-year-old female. Her intestine is very soft, easily inflated by air, well-rounded, without any residual stool or mucus abnormality. She has been on Dr. Shinya's diet for over five years. This is a 38-year-old Japanese woman who has been suffering from chronic constipation for many years. Her diet consists heavily of a Western-type menu, including white bread, yogurt, cheese, fruits, and cake once a day. She consumes three to four cups of coffee and tea a day. There was insufficient daily intake of water. She has been on various kinds of laxative every day including Seneca, Alloy and other herbal medications for years. There are marked pigmentation and spasm. This is the same Japanese woman. She was instructed to drink Kangen water three quarts per day. Her diet consists of 90% grains, vegetables, sea vegetables, and fruits, and 10% animal protein with fish. Her condition has markedly improved. 45-year-old female with breast cancer. Six months prior to this exam, she had a lumpectomy and radiation treatment. There are marked fecal retention in this picture. The same patient following Dr. Shinya's diet started to drink three quarts of kangen water a day. Her condition markedly improved. This patient has been suffering from prostatic CA, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol. His diet consists of high protein, red meat, and dairy products every day. His colon shows narrowing and some diverticular disease and fecal retention in each segment of the colon same patient after prostate cancer surgery. He was placed on Dr. Shinya's healthy diet program. Although the colon revealed marked diverticular disease, his colonic appearance has improved. There is no evidence of stool retention or narrowing of the colon. This 62-year-old male had been on a typical American diet with daily consumption of red meat, milk, and cheese. This picture shows multiple diverticular openings with impacted fecal matter. He had advanced heart disease, markedly enlarged prostate, and arthritis of the legs and fingers. This 65-year-old female with chronic constipation had breast cancer surgery and was referred for colonoscopy. Examinations showed marked stool retention in many areas of the colon despite two days of preparation. The same patient was treated with a typical Dr. Shenya's diet and one quart of kangen water one hour before each meal. Examination was repeated in three months. There was marked improvement in the colon. This patient had been a heavy wine drinker with a heavy animal protein diet including cheese. After three months' treatment, the patient was treated with Dr. Shinya's diet without any alcohol, dairy, and animal protein. He was given one quart of Kangen water, and his condition improved. In conclusion, in lifestyle-related diseases, such as diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, heart disease, and various types of cancers, are directly linked to your diet. If you eat a proper diet and drink good water. It will prevent you from being constipated and developing diseases. The stool is not stagnant, therefore toxic wastes are not accumulated in the bowels. You are what you eat and what you drink. I hope this video was educational for you. To your health, thank you.
0: Okay, so you probably found that enlightening little bit eye-opening, fascinating stuff. So that's the truth of the matter right there. We can see what's happening inside of the body. Now, what happens is when that stuff sticks around, it decomposes and it communicates to the tissue. So when you have decomposing waste, especially proteins breaking down, they can break down into all sorts of toxic wastes, And then your body has to absorb that and deal with it. Uh, We have um, bacteria in the intestine, putrefying and fermenting waste, that are hanging around too long when we eat a plant based diet, when we eat raw food, when we drink broom smoothies and broom salads what 's happening is we have um, we have the waste moving through, absorbing wastes into itself, okay, so the residue from the food, especially high fiber foods uh, soluble and insoluble fibers, moves through the intestine, it pulls wastes into itself. And then the bacteria start to feed on the residual fiber, the good beneficial lacto-fermented bacteria will start to eat that fiber, feed themselves, build their colonies, and then the waste leaves. Then you ha- what you have is you have emptiness, you have cleanliness, and in the mucosal membrane, you have very um, healthy uh, healthy bacterial colonies that are going to help support your immune system and help you break down food residues. Uh, when we, process or we eat processed food or if we're eating animal food out of balance, particularly eggs and cheese, especially cheese and dairy um, and meats that don't contain any fiber, if we're not eating it in the middle of a plant-based diet and that food starts to get really slow through the system, it starts to putrefy, it starts to leave residue, and it starts to make us sick. Uh, if you see my other videos, there's three things that uh, qualify a health food as a health food. What a food delivers, that's the part that everybody knows about. It's just talked about over and over and over again. Every book on health is written about phytonutrients, enzymes, trace minerals, antioxidants. We want all this magical dope shit in our food. Yes, we do. Uh, But we all know that that stuff's there, so we don't need to talk about it anymore. The things that we really need to focus on now uh, for health and longevity and vitality are the other two parts of that. So what a food delivers, nutrition. Then it's what a food removes, So food is a cleanser. An apple a day keeps a doctor away because it makes you shit. Pulls waste out of the system. Yes, it has vitamin C and it has some great stuff, but it's that soluble and insoluble fiber that pulls waste out of the body. And then the other side of that is what a food does not leave behind. Okay, so a food should not be leaving residue behind. You could take a really good quality uh, organic cheese or something like that. The difference between cheese and an apple, they both contain nutrition, but one leaves behind sludge One doesn't remove any waste. This is what Gil Jacobs taught me. Health has 80-90% to do with elimination. The other part is input. So it's not so much about input like, you know, you get this special supplement. You get this uh, this special nutrient-dense rare fruit that's grown in the Amazon. That stuff's great. I love that stuff. You see my Instagram account. I'm constantly buying shit like that. And I, I like that stuff. I think it is important. But if the elimination is not there, it doesn't do all that much. You know, I've seen that a lot with people. I've seen people that are not into moving their bodies or if they're they're backed up. uh, If they don't have good elimination, if they're not hydrated. If those things aren't there, if that foundation is not there and people start taking turmeric and things like that. And the the people that always ask, why is that good for me? Or what does that do for me? Why is that good for us? That question, you know, when they think they're going to put something in and it's going to have a magical effect on their chemistry... Those effects of those superfoods and those supplements are magnified when we have clean tissue, when our body is clean and open. When you just throw that thing into a war zone and there's just all sorts of plaque all over the body, uh, congested intestine, congested arteries, toxicity stored in fat, it'll have some effect in your body, but it's nowhere near as powerful as when, uh, as when you've cleansed yourself and, uh, and your body's more open to receive them. So, uh, and we've seen that clinically. So when I hear someone uh, like Joe Rogan, uh, and no shade on Joe Rogan, I'm a huge fan of that podcast. I was, uh, I think the work he's doing is amazing. I got uh, and that company Onnit, on it, dot com that he, uh, I think he's a he's probably a co owner of or something. I don't know exactly, but he's either a shareholder or something. But anyway, he's in deep with those guys, and he's they're they're a supporter of his podcast, and he talks about it all the time, and uh, totally sold on their fitness products. I got my steel mace over here, got my battle ropes over there. Uh, I'm ordering some new kettlebells. Uh, you're probably looking at me and going, Mike, you don't look like you're uh, throwing kettlebells around all day. Uh, it's because I've been busy, and I'm getting on it, and I'm getting back on it in 2016. So, um, and also, I can't use that those battle ropes. I can't really use them in my apartment, so I have to take them outside, and the concrete was shredding them to shredding them up. Uh, so, uh, I haven't used those for a while because if I use them in my apartment, it sounds like horses are galloping uh, are galloping through. Through the building, and uh, I don't want to make any waves in this building. So anyway, um, so you know, Joe Rogan has tremendous reach. So when I hear something like that, like I immediately want to jump in. I'm listening to the podcast, and I'm like, no, 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 I want to say my piece. Uh, but obviously, I'm not there, and I'm, I'm I can't do that. So so not trying to throw shade on Joe. Obviously, I'm mean, I, like I said, I'm a huge fan. Uh, but he wasn't aware of that, and uh, he said that um, he expressed that to like. I don't know how many, like millions of people listen to that podcast. So as you guys know of me, I'm always trying to validate uh, the cleansing life and the importance of detox work. So I just wanted to to speak about that. You know, I was just reminded uh, also of um, something I'd heard on a podcast. It was the Joe Rogan podcast as well. Uh, and uh, it was one I listened to a few weeks ago, and he was talking to his friend Brian Callen, who's also a podcaster, and he is an actor, and uh, and they were sort of riffing, and they were doing, uh, I think they, I think it was more of, they were kind of doing a bit, uh, because it was, it was sort of funny. They were making fun of, like, new-agey people, like the type of people you would encounter in a tonic bar in Los Angeles somewhere, and uh, in this conversation, they started to m- almost suggest and make fun of the idea that uh, toxins exist in the body. And I think they both know that toxins exist in the body. I think maybe they're being a little willfully ignorant trying to uh, just trying to make it funny. I don't know. But uh, they were talking about that and they were, to their credit, initially the conversation started, uh, they were speaking about the foot baths the ionic foot baths that you put your feet in the water and the water then turns over the course of a few minutes or an hour or something it begins to turn into this like bubbly black brown sewage looking water and uh they say that's toxins being pulled from the feet they were making fun of this talking about how what bullshit it was uh i've never had it done i have to say though looking at it and from what i understand kind of looks like bullshit so uh, i'm probably right up there with them on this um, so they were making fun of that. But they, they, the overtone of the conversation was one of uh, of suggesting that toxicity doesn't really exist in the body. And like, what are these people talking about? Oh, you got to get the toxins out, you know. Uh, not specific to foot baths, it, it seemed like. So it had me thinking again of something I wanted to talk about on this podcast that I have not had the opportunity to. And that was um, uh, a video made by Uh, a group that does amazing work called the Environmental Working Group. And the Environmental Working Group looks at household products, uh, makeups and cosmetics, and, uh, and they look at food, and they look at the toxicity related to these things, and they do a lot of lab work, uh, they look at pesticide residues in food, they uh, are the ones that release the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen list every year, so the Clean 15 are the fruits and vegetables that have the lowest amount of pesticide residues, and the Dirty Dozen are the ones that have the highest amount of pesticide residues to help shoppers make dis- make choices, so their website's great, I think it's ewg.org or .com, uh, I'll put it on the screen, I'll put it in the show notes, I don't recall at the moment, uh, so they made a video called 10 Americans. They made this a while ago. This was on my first website, Your Guide to Detox. Uh, so that was on the I remember, yeah, that was like in 2006 or seven. I put that website up. Uh, Ken Cook uh, is, I believe he is the director or the head or or somebody in the organization. He was giving a presentation about these 10 Americans that had their blood tested for different carcinogenic and uh, in toxic industrial chemicals that we find in the food supply, and that we find in uh, we find in industry, in our air and water systems uh, from industry. So uh, he made this video, and it was fascinating because they took these ten people, they took blood samples, they tested for oh I forgot I don't I had show notes I don't know where they went but uh, they tested for a few hundred, and uh, the people tested positive for like two thirds of these toxic chemicals. And he's leading up to it in this video as he's explaining the process of how they did this. And he's saying, you know, we know that these 10 Americans did not get, uh, did not um, have exposure to this through the water they drank. We know it for a fact. We know that it did not come from the air that they were breathing. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, when I first saw this, and I'm like, how do they know that? Like, where do these people live? That it's so clean and pure that they know it didn't come from food or water or any of these things. I'm like, where are they? In Vilcabamba, Ecuador or something? Uh And they're saying, you know, we know that it wasn't from this. We know that it wasn't from the the air that they were breathing. We know that it wasn't from the water they drank. We know it wasn't from the food that they ate. And the big reveal in this is that these 10 Americans were not even born yet. And one of them was the unborn child of Ken Cook that took part in this experiment. And they took umbilical cord blood and they tested it for these chemicals to see what was present. So these, these embryos, these unborn children already had hundreds of toxic chemicals that don't exist in nature, that they're all man-made toxic chemicals. They, they already existed in their bodies, in their bloodstream. A fascinating thing about this is some of those chemicals uh, had been outlawed and not in use already for 30 years, 30 years before the child was conceived, and these chemicals are still there. So we inherit the toxicity of our parents. Anyway, toxicity exists and uh, I hope this podcast wasn't a downer. It's more about awareness and uh, and it was more about responding to some of the things I heard on other podcasts. But uh, anyway, uh, thank you guys for hanging out with me and listening to this. Uh, I'll put all the links in the show notes uh, on the YouTube link and in the podcast show notes. You can find us on iTunes. We also release these on YouTube. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Please go to everydaydetox.org, sign up for the newsletter, find out when cool shit's going to happen. I'll let you guys know. And uh, yeah, until the next time, uh, thanks for joining. I'll see you guys then.